Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of Deuteronomy. Well, hello there, faithful listeners. Thanks for tuning into the Bible Explained podcast on this lovely Wednesday morning. And I hope that you guys are enjoying the weather where you all live. And I don't know what the weather is where you guys live. So that's why I'm asking you to contact me and introduce yourself. Tell me where you live and what the weather is near you. And also tell me what your favorite pie is, because it is going into Thanksgiving season right now. So I definitely am excited about pie. (laughs) But fun fact, I really, really hate pumpkin pie. It is one of my least favorite pies of all time. I don't understand the point of it. It is not pie. It is not juicy. It is not delicious. It is just disgusting pumpkin flavor. And my husband will totally disagree with me. He loves pumpkin pie. In fact, I think that's the only pie he eats. (laughs) Meanwhile, I eat all the other fruit pies, but I hate pumpkin pie. So tell me what your favorite pie is. And also tell me where you live and what the weather is near you. You can find my contact information in the bio of this podcast episode. And uh, you know what? If you don't want to contact me for that reason, and if you have a prayer request or a question or anything like that, just feel free to reach out and let me know what's going on with you. And I will either write you down in my little notebook to pray about you, or I will try to answer your question as best I can. But anyway, faithful listeners, let's go ahead and read Deuteronomy 1, 19 through 36. I just want to let you guys know, I I don't know if you noticed that I changed up the introduction music a little bit. I told you I wasn't going to do that. (laughs) But I did a subtle, a subtle little change just to make things slightly different and change up the feel of season five. But okay, I'm going to stop chit-chatting and I'm going to start reading Deuteronomy 1, 19 through 36. I did think that I was going to finish up Deuteronomy 1 today, but I'm not going to do that because it's quite a long portion. So I'm going to break it up a little bit more and we'll finish out Deuteronomy on Friday. So let's read verses 19 through 36. I'll be reading out the W.E.B. as I always do. We traveled from Horeb and went all the way through that great and terrible wilderness, which you saw by the way to the hill country of the Amorites, as Yahweh your God commanded us. And we came to Kadesh Barnea. I said to you, you've come to the hill country of the Amorites, which Yahweh your God gives to us. Behold, Yahweh your God has set the land before you. Go up, take possession as Yahweh the God of your fathers has spoken to you. Don't be afraid, neither be dismayed. You came near to me, every one of you, and said, Let's send men before us, that they may search the land for us and bring back to us word of the way by which we must go up and the cities to which we shall come. The thing pleased me well. I took twelve of your men, one from every tribe. They turned and they went up into the hill country and came to the valley of Eshkol and spied it out. They took some of the fruit of the land in their hands and brought it down to us and brought us word again, saying, It was a good land which Yahweh your God gives to us. Yet you wouldn't go up, but rebelled against the commandment of Yahweh your God. You murmured in your tents and said, Because Yahweh has hated us, he has brought us out of the land of Egypt to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us. Where are we going up? Our brothers have made our heart melt, saying the people are greater and taller than we. The cities are great and fortified up to the sky. Moreover, we have seen the sons of Anakim there. 
Then I said to you, don't be terrified and don't be afraid of them. Yahweh, your God, who goes before you, he will fight for you according to all that he did for you in Egypt before your eyes. And in the wilderness where you have seen how that Yahweh, your God, carried you as a man carries his son in all the way that you went until you came to this place. Yet in this thing, you didn't believe Yahweh, your God, who went before you on the way to seek out a place for you to pitch your tents in, in fire by night to show you by what way you should go and in cloud by the day. Yahweh heard the voice of your words and he was angry and swore saying, surely not one of these men of this evil generation shall see the good land, which I swore to give to your fathers, except Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, he shall see it. I will give the land that he has trodden on to him and to his children because he has wholly followed Yahweh. It's funny, Deuteronomy is a great recap episode of everything that happened in Numbers. But the interesting thing about Deuteronomy so far is the fact that Moses is the one telling it. So this is kind of Moses's own words is the best way I can describe it. Of course, all of this was inspired through Yahweh, I should mention. And it's stated that as at the very beginning. So you can see a lot of the passion that Moses has. You can see a lot of the feeling that he has. And you can even see like a lot of the um, emotion and love that he has for his Israelite brothers and sisters also. You can see a lot of that, which is why Deuteronomy so far to me is a pretty interesting book. I just, I really like seeing Moses's I guess, perspective on everything that's going on. So what Moses is doing right now is he's relaying everything to the new generation of Israelites. As we heard from what I read, the previous generation had died in the wilderness. So Moses is relaying all this history and how that ended up happening, reminding the young Israelites, the new generation, not to follow in the ways of their fathers to go opposite of their fathers and trust in Yahweh completely. So in verse 19, it, he talks about how they traveled from Horeb and went through the terrible wilderness. And it's interesting how he, he adds this in, which you saw. <laughs> so, I mean, this wilderness was terrible. It says it was great and terrible. That means there was very little water in it. There was very little resources. There was very little food. So he's reminding these Israelite children, you saw the wilderness, right? We did go through it. You were alive during some of this and uh, you saw this great wilderness. And by the way, the children of Israel at this point in time are just beyond the Jordan River. So they're in a nicer area of land. We saw that it was a nicer area of land because actually some of the tribes wanted that land for themselves. So where they're at now is, I would say, not exactly wildernessy, but it is still not the promised land. So the Israelite children are about to take the promised land for themselves. That is why Moses is stating all of this, reminding the children of Israel, when they go into the promised land, they need to act differently than their fathers did. They need to follow God's laws. They need to not rebel and they need to trust and love Yahweh, their God. And so he says, like 40 years ago, your fathers and me, we were in the wilderness. It was great and terrible. And we finally got to the area where we were going to take the promised land for ourselves 40 years prior. And God's favor was on us. Now, here's the part where it starts to turn. Verse 22, 
You came near to me, every one of you, and said, let's send men before us that they may search the land for us and bring back to us word of, by the way, which we must go up in the cities to which we, sh- we shall come. So that was the spies that went out into the land 40 years prior to this to spy it out and to see how they can attack the land to go and take it from the Amorites. Now, the problem is, and I briefly, briefly discussed this back in numbers when we talked about this, was that this might not have been a very good idea (laughs) because God did not command spies to go in. All he said was that go in and take the land. And I mean, even Moses says that right here. Go up, take possession as Yahweh God uh, of your fathers has spoken to you. Do not be afraid, neither be dismayed. So the spies weren't really supposed to go into the land to begin with. However... Moses agreed to it because here's what it says. The thing pleased me well. In other words, Moses is saying the spies idea pleased me. I thought it was a good idea. So the problem here was the fact that Moses did not bring this issue to God. Instead, he decided on his own that getting the spies to go into the land was a good idea. But it ended up being a huge, huge problem because the spies went in, saw the land and was terrified because they saw giants in the land. The people who lived there were apparently very tall and very big and very great and their cities were fortified. So the spies went in and their hearts started giving out because they were terrified of everything they saw. So they come back to the people and Moses is relaying all this. The spies come back, they bring some of the fruit and they say, yeah, the land is great. I mean, look at this huge cluster of grapes we got. I mean, it's a nice land, but we can't do it. This is horrifying. We cannot do this. You know, the people in there are great. The people are huge. They've got really nice cities that no way our our little ragtag group of Israelites could ever beat them. So they start putting into the people's minds this doubt and this disbelief in God. And the people, of course, then begin to stop having faith in God who of course was with them from the very beginning. I mean, only a year prior to that, God had brought the Israelites out of Egypt in a very miraculous way, but the people forgot, right? They forgot because of their their fear. So this is the issue with fear. (laughs) Fear causes us to A, forget God, and it also causes us to doubt God's goodness. This is why so often in scripture, Jesus says, do not fear, do not fear, do not fear. That's why there's so many verses about fear. I think they say that there's one for every single day of the year. So often, do not fear is repeated in scripture because fear causes us to forget God. And it also causes us to not have faith in him anymore. Because here's what the people end up responding with once this fear gets planted into their minds and they start feeling it. They wouldn't go up and rebelled against the commandment of Yahweh, their God. Then in verse 27, you murmured in your tents and you said, because Yahweh hated us, he has brought us out of the land of Egypt to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us. So they start lying about God. This fear gets planted in them. And then they start not moving, right? They stayed where they were. And then they also went backwards by saying, no, God couldn't possibly love us. He actually hates us. I'm going to be honest. I have thought that about God in my fear before. I'm just like, God must hate me. And like at the time, it was a serious thought. 
fear really does something to us where we have a hard time understanding God's goodness when we feel afraid of something. Now, I'm not going to give the whole like Christianese thing where (laughs) people are like, just don't fear, trust in God. Because God did give us the emotion of fear and we are going to feel fear, right? We, We are. There's no two ways about that. It is a prime emotion. However, what we do with that fear is the issue. When we choose to place our fear above God, that is when we begin to idolize fear and forget about God. We idolize something above God. And in this case, the Israelites began to idolize their own fear. And they were unable to move at this point because they refused to put God first in their lives. So that's where they went wrong. So the next time you feel afraid, just remember that God is your God. And remember that putting him first is probably going to help you get past that feeling of fear. Because <laughs> fear, fear is not a fun thing to feel. It's not. So when we do feel those emotions, just remember that God uh, loves you. He doesn't hate you or anything like that. And just pray to him and ask him to help you get rid of these feelings of fear and help him reign supreme above those feelings of fear that you might have. But moving forward here to conclude in Deuteronomy 1, it says the people rebelled. They said, God hates me. And they refused to go up into the promised land. So at that point, God said, he's like, all right, you get your wish. All the people that didn't go want to go up into the promised land are going to die in the wilderness. Because that's actually what the people ended up saying. If you read, if you uh, read the account in numbers, it says the people are like, we wish we could just die here in the wilderness rather than going up into the promised land, that great and terrible wilderness. They wanted to die there rather than going into the promised land. So God was like, okay, that's what you're going to get. All of you are going to die in the wilderness. Your kids are going to take the promised land. And basically that's what Moses concludes with. He says the only person of that generation that's going to go up into the promised land is Caleb. Because Caleb loved God. Caleb refused to allow that fear to reign. And he instead put God first and God's promises first. And same also with Joshua. Caleb and Joshua are the two men out of everybody that were allowed to go into the promised land of the first generation of Israelites. So yeah, all of this basically is just Moses reminding this new generation of Israelites to not follow the same steps as the parents, not to rebel, not to allow that fear to take over. And also, he wanted to make sure that they begin to trust God's promises as they begin to take the promised land for themselves. Well, faithful listeners, I hope you enjoyed this episode. This one was kind of fun for me to do. I I like these like storytelling ones. These are so much fun for me. So I hope to see you bright and early on Friday as we conclude Deuteronomy chapter one. But stay tuned for everything that is going on with P40 Ministries and also the Bible Explained podcast by going over to the Facebook page and liking it or going over to the YouTube page and subscribing to that. Faithful listeners, don't forget about the book that I just came out with, the Adore Devotional, The Teen Girl's Guide to Advent. Advent is literally around the corner. It's like a few weeks away. So don't forget to pick up one of those before Advent for any teenage girl that you know so that they can do a devotional all throughout Advent month. Faithful listeners, I'll see you tomorrow for an episode out of Luke. Happy listening. And as always, God bless. Bless.